Glover just threw the entire garage at him, and there was nothing he could do about it. Nobody has a more brutal top game in MMA in terms of combining round and pound, passing, submissions, and just like absolutely smashing them into the ground. Then Glover. He doesn't tire them out. He fucking murders them. He's just like, I don't drink during camp or that away. I have some wine here. A couple and of beer. Beer. like, bullshit, Glover, like, yeah. he ties it up. Fuck it. It works, man. Garageweight champion becomes light heavyweight champion. The the time has finally come. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. It happened. It actually happened. What do you mean it actually happened? This is the greatest... If I would have told you, you know, a year ago, two years ago, that (laughs) not only does Brazil now have two champions, that those two champions are Glover Teixeira and Dubronx. Beautiful. Absolutely. It's, if if you would have said that two, three years ago, someone would have said you were absolutely crazy. And it wasn't even hard. Glover dominated every second of that fight. It was not Glover-esque. No. It was it was a little surprising. He, he meant business. He's like, ah, I'm not going to fuck around and, you know, come from behind on this one. I'm just going to take it right off the Yeah, the it bat. was a serious fight. It, it was you, for the title. You know what it was, is he knew that after he won... They were going to take a bunch of pictures of him with the belt. So he's yeah. like, all right, be clean. Can't, can't take any shots. Can't get yep. all marked up for this one. So he just, you know, he did what the greats do. Yep. And, you know, and I know we were biased, but I was I was so shocked by the line in general. Like, plus 270 is, is what I got Glover at. And Jan isn't some dominant champ. He was a 37-year-old journeyman who got in a very good position against an overrated Dom Reyes, and then he fought a middleweight who can't wrestle. And Glover's path there was clear. He was the better wrestler going in, and he was the better wrestler coming out. Yep. It's – well, we said it when when Glover won earlier in the year, and we knew that he was going to get the, the next title shot. We said, this is actually a guy that he could beat. Yeah. Like yeah. either of the guys that won the the Yan Izzy fight, I think Izzy would actually be tougher because he'd be harder to get your hands on. But yeah, yeah, it's well. Since since John left the division, the, the division I think we've been saying since he left, it's the most it's one of the most open divisions where anyone can beat anyone on any given night, and there's not that dominant champ. And I think you know we love dominant champs. I think everyone likes dominant champs. See what happens, and especially exciting ones. But when you have a you know, every single title fight that's going to happen in that division, anyone can win. And everyone's already saying, oh, Glover's not the best in that division, though. You got Yuri. You're telling me he can't do exactly what he just oh, did yeah. to Jan, to Yuri? Maybe Jan's probably a better wrestler. And Jan doesn't put himself in stupid positions like Yuri yep. will. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, that's, another, that's going to be a classic Glover. This was uh, champion yeah. Glover. Modern yeah, that Glover. fight's going to be classic Glover where we know what's going to happen. Well, we, we did have that moment in the second round where Jan landed. It didn't even look like the cleanest. Landed like one punch and Glover like stumbled back a bit and then like take down. <laughs> it's like yep. the best instinctual wrestler who has ever lived is Glover Teixeira. And what a moment too. Like I think everyone kind of like forgot about the best for everything. Like seeing that moment, it, I, it was different. Everyone talked about Randy Couture and how he won it when he was a billion years old. It's hard to compare that. He was facing random dudes in the UFC, which was a different time back then, right? Like, it was just different, especially at heavyweight. He also won in a, a belt 
before that. Yes. Multiple. Yeah. But oh, like yeah. it, it was just it was just different. Like it was it was it was prime. Like it's still it's UFC in 2021. I know UFC caliber is the thing that we don't really talk about anymore because it's not true. But the upper echelon of the UFC in each division has never been better. When you look at the top ten of every division, like for the most part. So super. Well, maybe it's been better at light heavyweight, but <laughs> well. Yes, heavyweight heavyweight obviously doesn't count at all. But it, it was it was just impressive for someone at that age with everything that he had been through, all the fights that he had lost. Like we were talking four years four years ago, Glover was done. You know, it was like he had lost a couple fights, and then it was the the Roberson fight. He's getting just manhandled and absolutely just hammered, and then that's where it was like born of like, oh, this guy you can't you can't kill him, and then it just carried on carried on and it was it was kind of like similar to the Dubronk story as well where it was a guy that couldn't get to that that next level uh he had the title shot earlier but he couldn't jump to that next level to be considered like the best and man it was awesome and, and Glover just about the nicest dude ever like you'll never see a champion that more people love both in the UFC fighters coaches everyone like you could tell like even the announcers and everyone was like so happy <laughs> that Glover won like anyone who bet against Glover regardless if you think he had no chance that's a fight you just passed. If you think he's going to be a pass it, you root for the <laughs> moment in certain things. There were a lot of people that bet against Glover, too. It's How are you like, laying three to one on that? <laughs> right? It, it, it's, uh, it's why we will continue to get, we have got and continue to get Glover at plus 200 against flawed mm-hmm. fire, fighters. Have they that, shown a line yet? That are good, like not horrible matchups for them. Have they put a line out yet? No, you're, it's it's funny because uh, Rakic, he's the boring one, right? Yeah, um, yeah, he's uh, he's calling out uh, Yuri. Yuri, he's like, "Why don't you want to fight me, bro?" It's like, um, uh, what are you talking about? Shot? You're yeah. gonna have a shitty rematch against Anthony Smith for no fucking reason. Yeah, and then well, Smith gets hurt, and now he tries to find gets tries to get the guy that's gonna get a title shot. Like, what are you doing? Guys like Rockets don't get it. It's for guys that have boring styles, and you're trying to earn your shot or earn big fights through Twitter or things. You say that's that's a one and that's a one in a thousand type guy, a guy who can be boring in the cage but outrageously popular. Chael Sonnen, you know, being a prime example. Not an exciting fighter. Boring guy. Got on top. Didn't do much. He was that one in a thousand that he could literally talk his way to title fights because he was so popular. That's just – in Colby in a way, and I don't think Colby's the most boring fighter yeah, he's by good. Chance. And he, he's good, but people want to see Colby fight. Want to see him lose You know, yep. a, lot, a lot of the time. And that's how Chael was. Chael had a very – divided fan base you had people that love chael and you had people that hate chael there was yeah. none in between and really that's what you want connor's like that as well and where we see guys even champions like an Usman, like why is Usman not more popular well nobody cares <laughs> he, no but yeah it's like and now he's saying i, I want to fight canelo what's the pound for pound best in both sports fight come on i, I don't care I mean, he'd, he'd get wrecked, and that would be yeah. hilarious. Um, but I don't even care to see that. No, no, it's I, it's just funny to to highlight, you know, 
um, what might be the number one pound for pound fighter in the UFC begging for a boxing fight so yeah. he can actually get paid. I mean, it, it just makes the UFC look bad. That's the oh, only what? thing I, it's annoying when all these fighters do this shit, but it also spotlights how fucking terribly they're paid. <laughs> it just, it won't stop. And like, it's, it's obviously the money grab. We, we know all of that, but like, do these, like when Usman says this kind of stuff, right? He must know that he has zero, 0.0% chance of winning, and he would literally just, like, die in a game. He has to know that, right? Or are these guys so trapped in their MMA bubble and that because Daniel Cormier is announcing his fight and saying his boxing has improved, that he thinks he can outbox Canelo Alvarez? I, I think it's basically <laughs> uh, fight week, and he might get pay-per-view points, and if he can pull in a couple suckers that see his oh. name... That's the only that, that's what he's praying for. I'm not saying it works. That's what he's praying for. Get yeah. your name in the in the headlines. That's about it. Well, let's jump into to last week's card, which it had some good, it had some bad, it had some ugly. Um, I, I know I, I ended up having a, a massive night, but I also whiffed on a lot of every dogs <laughs> that were must play. But I ended up Glover was just you know Glover. a massive one there, and then I hit I hit a few other ones, but. We can go ahead and uh, go through the card real quick. Um, a lot of decisions on this card. Uh, there was a bit of a rut <laughs> through a lot of this card. We had to earn our way to those last two fights at times. But we started in the flyweight division. We had Tagir Ulinbekov defeating Alan Nascimento by split. I don't know. I uh, I understand why that fight is scored for Ulinbekov because that's how MMA is. But – Thought Nascimento did more uh, to win a couple rounds in the cards. Yep. He definitely won the second round. Definitely. And the first. And, yeah, I thought he won the first as well. But uh, I, yeah. in MMA, cool. I, he's not going to get that round. Uh, but Especially did you say in... That... Go ahead. I was just going to say, Lance, did you say this card went through a, a rut? Or did you say there was a lot of ruttions going on there? <laughs> a rut. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I I understand. And as a wrestler and someone who roots for wrestlers, if you're on top, you're losing the fight. And I I get that in a way, right? Like, if you're losing the fight, if you know that's the outcome, stand up, get up. And if you can't, that's your fault. Like, I also on uh, there, but I thought this was was a pretty severe way of looking at it because Ulan Beckoff did nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. And Nascimento threatened several times. He was, you know, I don't really count the the ground strikes on bottom as much. I'm not a big fan of that. It's like whatever, get the fuck up and throw punches. But I, the the subs, this the the sweeps, like things like I thought I thought he was doing a little more. And what did we get? Ten to one on Nascimento. That was worth a stab there on the sub. Yeah, Nascimento yeah. sub. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, he was close to I don't I don't think we'll get that big of a number uh, no. when he fights again. I liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, Midway division, Andre Petrosky defeated Hu Yaozhang, submission, third round, arm triangle. Never in doubt Petrosky inside the distance. That was one of the easiest bets I've ever cashed. Never worried for a second. <laughs> he's, so, he's he's very gassy. I don't know if he's actually good, eh? Well, his wrestling is good. He's got to figure out this cardio. But I'll give him a little bit of a pass on – he knows he has to work in his cardio. you got to give him a little bit of pass considering he took this fight on 10 days' notice. That, that wasn't enough time to have a full camp, even if he has been working on his cardio and stuff. But have you noticed that there's a bunch of guys who we consider bad cardio gassers 
that get tons of third round finishes. There's a bunch of I, guys. I don't understand it it. it. it might be the guys that they're facing. But isn't wouldn't you think like they're facing bad guys? Yes, but they're getting stronger in the third round. Derek Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. The king of third I, round finishes. I just think it's the guys that they're fighting getting shittier and shittier that they're not able to fight off the wrestling and the the grappling because he had those positions earlier in that fight, but he wasn't getting them until the yeah. guy he was fighting who's three and three now. I mean, <laughs> even when he was gassed, like the times on the feet weren't great, but he no, didn't. He was getting hit, but he's a horrible striker anyway. And honestly, yeah, he tell. landed just about every punch he threw on yeah. that guy. That guy was yeah, very fair. bad. Very bad. Very yep. bad. But I will say, when he was on top in that second round, even when he was gassed, once he got on top in the third round, he did not seem as gassed. He seems to gas himself out by striking, not grappling, which which mm-hmm. makes sense, right? He's yeah. he's He didn't seem gassed in that third round. He was working. He was transitioning, easy takedowns, throwing punches, constantly going for subs. And I think it's just the comfort. And I think it's – your body feels different ways and you're doing things. And if you've wrestled, you get to that point where you're the most tired human in the world and then you grapple for an hour. So your body just gets used to those movements. And even if you're gas, you're just naturally going through those movements. Yep. So I don't, I don't think it's horrible. I mean, if this guy cleaned up his cardio, he could be really good. His, his t- Some guys wrestling doesn't transition to MMA very well. His does. His wrestling transitions very well to MMA. He's just how he finishes. He doesn't stop. He follows through his takedowns. He's driving power doubles. Like he has, he has good wrestling for MMA. And if he gets that cardio in place, he can be good. He's strong as fuck. He's a brute. My favorite bet aside from Glover on this card was somehow after winning the first round, like dominating the first round, he was minus one ten live. I'm just like. Everybody thought he was going to gas after sure. that first. Yeah, I'll take yep. I'll take some of that. <laughs> you're gas until you're on top. Then you're yep. not tired anymore because you get adre- you also get adrenaline when you get that takedown. You're in a position you feel good. You get you get something, right? You're tired. Oh my god, I don't want to strike anymore. This is going bad. You get that takedown and like you're like rejuvenated. Like, okay, I'm good. Well, yeah, right. This is your world. Yep. You should excel. Yeah. I like Petrosky. I don't think he's he's a world beater, but if this guy cleaned his cardio up, I think his striking's bad, but he actually lands punches at the same time. His defense is bad. He's a bit wild. He's throwing wide punches, but he does he does strike enough to get the takedown, I guess I would say. And he seems to hit hard as well. Yeah, he's fucking massive. The guy's a truck. Yeah. He's like 185, he's baiter kind of. He's a little baiterish. Almost every way. I like him. Anyway, uh, Laurel Murphy defeated Makwan Americani by knee. That was awesome. Everyone was, like, just loving each other on Twitter after the first round. I can't believe Makwan was 3-1. to one. Oh, my God, I'm dog. I'm hitting it. Up. And dead. It was great. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. It, it obviously does make you question when, when Murphy fights somebody who can consistently wrestle and also doesn't have to panic wrestle like Amir Khani. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but that was phenomenal, phenomenal timing on that knee. I, I don't believe in luck. Uh, I'm I'm not a big believer in it when it comes to like MMA, for example. That wasn't luck. He got that finish. Everyone keeps saying he landed a lucky shot. No, it wasn't a lucky shot. He, he you could tell he was training for that exact moment when he shot that low takedown and the knee came right up. It was instinctual. He knocked him out. That wasn't luck. That that was a good finish. I thought that was a good win for Murphy. We'll we'll see what happens next. He's 
he's British. He's going to have these rounds where he gets mm-hmm. taken down and laid on, but he's good. Brad's not sold. I'm not sold. I'm not sold, he, but he's good. He's good. He just gets put in a lot of bad spots. And British. if he starts to fight better guys, that's uh, he's not going to be able to crawl his way out. But. Well, Kumshot Chimiev uh, just doesn't fight wrestlers ever, so maybe he could just never fight a wrestler again and do that route. That's possible, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Michael Olakandy defeated Shamil Gamzatov. Knockout first round. That other guy's tough. Yeah, Fraud that is Russian. a fraudulent Russian. That was a knockout, though. That, that was, was mean. Awesome. Murphy didn't get a bonus. Really? <laughs> yeah, he didn't get a bonus. Uh, that's what happens when you let yourself lose for a round before you get an awesome knockout. <laughs> that that knockout was was good. Old Ola Candy. I saw Dana White today uh, bragging about how that was the most views ever on ESPN Plus. Not mentioning it was the pay per view that he gave away for free. <laughs> yeah. Only the part that it was the most viewers ESPN Plus had for MMA. So, like, congrats, Dana. If you give away pay per view quality cards for free. You get more viewers. I wouldn't have guessed that. I wonder how much money they had to spend to come to that outcome. <laughs> Research and development, marketing, analytics. There's a lot of stuff that goes into figuring that out. So congrats, Dana. If you put uh, two title fights on a free card with a bunch of huge names on it, people will watch. All right. Um, welterweight division. Elijah Dusku defeated Benoit Saint-Denis. A lot of controversy here. Hot take. Didn't care if the fight was stopped. Enjoyed watching the beating. Really upset they took a point away for no reason. Why he barely even that? landed that knee to the nuts. That was more I know. Like shin, yeah. shin to the a shin rubber. I think fucking Denis was just a little tired after getting his brain scrambled. Denis got his ass whipped, but he came back and he was throwing punches. He was he wasn't a zombie. He was dead. He came in the third round. He was landing shots. He was now, Lance. You're supposed to have your your torch and your pitchfork out for the ref. He he's supposed to die. He's a bad man. Um, no, he fought back. To be fair, Lance does not care about the future well-being of any of these fighters. The guy was – did you know that he was French Legion? That's fine. That's fine to have that take, but he – that should have been stopped. I've seen – but I've seen like 50 times worse. Like he was <laughs> fighting back. He was throwing punches. The third round started. He seemed okay. He had his wits about him. DeSantos had to start wrestling because he was getting lit up. <laughs> Like, it wasn't like... Now, Santos was, was tired from beating the shit out of that guy. Yeah, fucking Ali, rope-a-dope. It's a strategy. <laughs> like, whatever. I was I was, I was, was offended by taking a point on a nut shot with no warning. That's what I was offended about. Um, but I, I... Whatever. I mean, the ref sucks. He's fucked up all the time. He sucks. But I, I, I've seen worse. Way worse. Right? And can we talk about him being French Special Ops a few more times? Because they only mentioned it. 500 times. And then did you hear the offensive comment by Daniel Cormier? Or maybe it was Felder. He said, the, he said, Denis is basically like what he was in the French special ops was equivalent to the Navy SEALs. He called those equals. That seems like it's pretty disrespectful to the, the French special. The French ops. Legion, the, the greatest of all time. The yeah. toughest men in the world. Navy, give me a break. Tim Kennedy was a Navy SEAL. They can't be that good. He was an Army Ranger. Whatever, same shit, different pile. Army Ranger is actually a step below <laughs> Navy SEALs. And Christ. look at Tim Kennedy's crazy ass. So, yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. All right. Um, middleweight division, Albert Duryev defeated Roman Kapilov. 
Durev's not good. Fraud. He's an idiot. Yeah. Fraudulent Russian. He he was like, oh, I'm going to be the next Kamshat Chemaev. I'm going to – I can wrestle, but I'm just going to strike and knock people out because I think I'm way better than I am. And then he got fucking tuned up by fucking copy law. <laughs> Well, and then even when he got him down and had him in mount for like four minutes yeah, in the second round, Carl Roberson submitted this guy and you couldn't even finish him. Yeah. Not uh, good. Not good. Fraudulent Russian. Yeah. Yep. For the division, Dubaya Tugahov defeated Ricardo Ramos. I missed this one. Um, looked good for a few seconds. Tugahov looked okay. He, he looked better. He looked improved. Because he was actually throwing. Yeah. Which he very rarely does. He was active. The but then he still kind of lost the third round. I wish Ramos would have wrestled a little bit early on when he was losing those early striking. I know he hit that spinning back fist towards the end, but I, I thought if he would have initiated that wrestling game a little bit easier or earlier, it could have thrown him off a little bit. But, oh, well. He's a moron. Yeah. I still don't like Tukumov. I don't think he's any good, and he doesn't have good cardio. If, if, well, he can fight a, if he fights another competent wrestler, then... He's so got fine cardio, but he takes a lot of a fight off. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. He's not very good either. All right. Um, women's strawweight, Amanda Rebus defeated Verna Jandaroba. Um, it happened. Yeah, I didn't see this one. Yep. It, uh, it happened. Rebus won. Definitely she, the, yeah. uh, the lowest point of the lull of the card. That was not good. It was... It was not a good fight. All right. Way heavyweight is also not a good fight. Magomed no. Ankalaev defeated Volkan Ozdemir. Decision. Clean decision. Easy win. But everyone's talking about after this. Oh, he should – someone said he should jump in to fight. I forget who it was. Huge – oh, Rockets or something like that. It's like that's going to earn you a shot at a top five. Did you watch that fight? It was dreadful. That was horrible. <laughs> Every second of that fight sucked. And, like, these Russians, man, like, you give them a lead, cruise control. Yeah. Like, it's, Hell yeah, that's why you fucking bet. I bet this guy by decision at plus two thirty five. That shit was easy. <laughs> yeah, I that was not that was that's not how you move up. You don't move. No, when you can put someone away, you put them away. And like knowing how Dana is and the UFC is, like they have to know that. Like he did not move up on the ladder during that fight. People might think he is, and people freak out about these Russians. Oh my god, this is the best guy ever, future champ, and blah blah blah. It's like what do you know? Mm-mm. You you beat Ozdemir by decision, you're going to fucking get a title shot? What are you thinking here? I think he thinks he's, I mean, he, he isn't a great finisher. Unless you're fucking cute labia and just run at him and swing wildly, he's, he's not going to finish you. Um, but he is a hyped-up Russian, and I'm sure he can find a way into title shot just because they want to give all the Ruskies all the belts if they can, so... Uh, he is he is decently good, especially in that weight class. He's got skills, but yeah, he's boring. boring and he can't finish. So I'll just keep betting on my decision. Okay, It'd be awesome to get Glover plus four hundred against that guy. <laughs> Welterweight division, Kumshot Chimiev defeated Li Jingliang. We lost in this one. I'll I'll bet on anyone plus five hundred versus Chimiev, who's who's a decent fighter. Yep, he's good. I'm not gonna. I'm not good. gonna deny he is good. I I am not gonna deny that. I think, he, I want to see him face someone who knows how to grapple and knows how to wrestle and can stop a takedown. So the Nate Diaz fight is just perfect. Oh. It's just the perfect fight. <laughs> it's the perfect fight. I think. Uh, right. I mean, he's good. Like, Nate would triangle him. 
Probably. No, he wouldn't. Nate yeah, would. No. Nate would get taken birds. Roll in a ball, flick him off, and then get submitted. That's what Nate would do. Like, there's so many interesting. Ma- like, this guy is interesting. I think he's past that point. I, I I don't think he's, you know, fucking LeBron James or anything like this. But this guy is getting eyeballs, and I think that's undeniable at this point. And, and UFC has pushed him. They don't push many guys. The UFC has pushed this guy, and more people were talking about him than they were talking about Makachev. That guy, no one still cares about. Um, but like, people are talking about this guy. He's he's there. People know who he is. He's interesting. He, the difference with him is he talks. He's funny. He says interesting things too. To go with the run he's on, but Nate Diaz doesn't do it for me. And I understand oh, that can give him a pop or whatever. Like, I get that. But as a fan, I don't fucking want that. No one does. Like, no. I want to see him like fight Luke. I want to see him fight Luke. Is that too much to ask for? Can I watch no, Luke fight this guy? That would be a fun fight. Uh, they're kind of, I don't know. That the the DS fight is not going to happen. UFC's oh, Dana, just using Dana, it. Dana's trying. I know Dana's. The reason he's doing yes. that is to get Nate Diaz to sign another contract. Nate's dumb enough. Nate Nate IQ wise is the dumbest person who's ever fought in the UFC. So if you don't think Dana White, second dumbest. Nick is Nick, definitely dumb. Nick's dumber. Nate Diaz is not stupid enough to take that fight. He's the dumbest but, person I've ever heard talk. I he is the dumbest person that has, has made way more money than he oh, ever should have. A lot of dumb people make money. We just talked about I know, that that's all I'm guy, saying. I mean, that you, guy you think he's somebody. dumb, but in the fight game, he's not that dumb. Yes, I know dumb you don't like shit. the way he talks. And, you know, and you, you know I, why he's he, dumb? After that Connor fight, when he had the most popularity he's ever had, he was like, seems I'm like a good time anymore. to take three years off and earn no money. You know how much money he could have made during those years when he decided not to do anything? Millions and millions of dollars. So don't tell I don't know if that's true because because if he, he fights, <laughs> he would have lost, and then the fucking yeah. shine would have would have went off. Instead, he's he never been good. Of, <laughs> he's been the, good, the and he's had he's, good performances. The fact that he's been able to make as much money as he has is exactly. honestly incredible. No, it's it's a completely this whole Shemayev DS thing is just a it's a bargaining ploy. I mean, I it, it, they they, they, they need it. to offer Diaz. Uh, a fight and they just give him an absolutely horrible fight that he's not going to want to take. And then he either declines it and then his contract extends or then he, you know, plays ball and, and gets a, a new I don't know. contract. I, think, I, That's I don't the only reason they're doing that because he has one fight left on his contract so, and he wants to just fight somebody, get out of it. And then he can they, do whatever they he asked wants Dana about that. Here. Would this happen if it wasn't the last fight? And he said, no, and not that I believe Dana, but no. I actually don't think that's the reason. I don't think it has anything to do with I 100% believe it is. I, I don't think so at all. I, I really don't. The reason is being is Nate Diaz is a Dana loves this fucking Jimmy fellow loves him. So what they're doing is they're taking literally one of the most popular fighters in the UFC who has 0% chance of beating this guy. They're going to put it as a like main event on a pay-per-view. And then Chimiev is literally going to be 10 times as popular because the eyeballs Nate brings. And he is going to massacre him. The average person doesn't know Nate Diaz sucks. They think he's good because that's what they, we've been told. And they see the Connor. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're doing. It has nothing to do with his last fight. It's his it last definitely fight. has partly to do with the last fight because they could Why? get like you. you Why? Think Why that- do they care? What's the because point? they don't, they want to lock him up. Like regardless of no, what you think, he, he still makes years. their money. <laughs> every four years, money. every four years. But if he has one fight in his contract, regardless, if what, are they going to put him in against like Nick Lentz? Like what? Are they, like 
What's the difference? He's going to oh, lose. He Luke won fight. the Luke fight. He won the Luke fight. That's worse. And then he won the Tony Ferguson fight. <laughs> no, he did Ferguson not. fine. All right, so he fights Tony and he loses. What's the difference? You're not getting. Then he can go be a free Tony. agent. Then it's he can not, go be a free agent and box fucking Jake for, Paul for a for shit ton of UFC. money. Why does it make a difference for the UFC if he fights Tony or they him? don't want him to leave? But he's going to leave. They can still way. squeeze a couple dollars out of his. He fucking has one fight left. This is the this. Look, Nate Diaz is not resigning. Right? He's not going to resign. This is the way well, they. He will play. have to. That's the whole point of this. They're forcing him to fucking. When resign. have losing stop Nick. First of all, there's no one they can match him up to that he's going to beat. There's no one they can match him up to beat. So he's losing regardless. So he is losing no matter what because he is so unskilled and untalented. He's losing regardless. So if I'm the UFC, if you know you have one fight left with Nate, just one fight, why would you not use it as a pay-per-view main event against a guy that you're trying to build as the next big thing? That is the perfect thing for the UFC. Because you can match him with his contract and make a bunch more money. If he had three fights left in his contract, Dana is still pushing for this fight. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I why would he not? It's the easiest fight in the division versus the most popular guy. Because you're, it's they would not do that. Like, I, of course they, they would. Look at who Nate has fought. Nate's fought every fucking wrestler up and comer in the UFC, and he loses every single time. When he had five fights left in his contract, they're like, "Cool, you should fight RDA." Like he wasn't a free agent then. Why'd they match him up versus RDA? They made him resign a contract for that one because they always do when you have a title fight. Pick a fight. Nate Diaz fights all these wrestlers he has no chance against. It doesn't matter what his contract is. UFC wants Chimiev to be the guy. So they're like, who's the worst fighter in the division that can get the biggest buys? Nate Diaz. Nate is not going to take that fight. So Either it doesn't way. matter. But why not try? For, oh, Nate is stupid, though. Don't under... No, Nate, he is not. He just Nate, said, who the fuck is that guy? He doesn't give a shit. You think Nate Diaz knows who the fuck Chimaev is? He, not a fucking chance. He he Zero does. fucking chance. Oh, everyone's he does not give a about fuck about that guy. Of course he knows who he is. Nate, Nate's no, he doesn't. I guarantee you he doesn't. Of course he does. Nate, Nate's he, he, They up. literally asked him about it, like, a couple months ago, and he's like, I have no idea who the fuck he that is. That, like, that's like me saying who versus Leon Edwards. I, know who I don't think Leon it's true. Nate Diaz does not give a fuck about what's going on in the UFC. See, especially when read. he's fighting fucking Reese McKee and fucking it doesn't matter this fighting. guy is popular right now he is the thing that he might but Nate Diaz is not going to take the fight and the only he reason the UFC is offering that is, is so that they get him to re-sign a contract Jimmy Ebb is more popular than anyone else Nate Diaz could fight right now Nate could do the Connor fight what the fuck are you talking about or the Tony Ferguson fight It's not. he's not fighting Connor next Tony Ferguson's popular when did that? I have been on one fucking pay per view. Everyone like, talking about him. Everyone thinks Tony Ferguson retired. Everybody in gambling is hyping up this guy. Tony Ferguson. Oh, he was ESPN. Like all the news sites, everyone was talking about this fucking guy. Tony Ferguson wasn't popular when he was good. Yeah, he's that never I been popular. Very much agree with. Never been. Popular. I know, but you can still do the. You can still do the Connor fight. And that's Why? Tons of money. Connor's I not going to fight for another like what nine months. Saving that, or like maybe eventually, if Nate and Connor get out of the UFC, they're going to do that on their own or something weird yeah. like that. I know that's why Nate wants to fight those fucking contracts. And <laughs> Dana cares more. He wants Chimiev to get that bump, and this is perfect. And Nate's stupid, so stupid. You think he's dumb? I think, I think you're wrong. that uh, Cumshot needs to fight Neil Magny. Get, get Magny Medov. That's he is going to. Brad, I'm sorry, but he is going to fucking ruin Magni Medov. That's not a good fight. I don't want that. I don't want nope. that fight. He's he's on the list. That's of... what people say about every Magni fight. 
This one's different. <laughs> uh-huh. what, what happened to Magni against fucking uh, Kiesa? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I want I want Luke Luke or Burns is what I want next. What about Kiesa? I guess Kiesa that is not competitive. Not no, he's Kiesa's an average wrestler and good at jujitsu. Average. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Nate Diaz is stupid. Real dumb. Heavyweight division. Volkov defeated Tabura. Who gives a shit? Um, yep. Lightweight, Makashev defeated Dan Hooker. Surprise, Hooker had absolutely nothing. Makashev's good. No one denies that. Still don't give a shit about him. I'm going to change it. I'm going to clean him. Fuck this guy. No one cares about him. That was At least he's finishing fights now. Good. What's up? That was an embarrassing performance. That was fucking bad. Like, instant takedown and just got fucking dummied on the ground. That was short notice. I'm here for a paycheck, please. I'm already in the yeah, state. No, he, he literally tweeted out fucking the gif of like wiping your tears with money. Like he straight up showed up for a fucking paycheck. Yep. 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 And Ugh. I don't know who Mag- like people keep saying Makashev should get t- Makashev's not getting the, the title shot or shot. Gaethje and Chandler is happening. If Gaethje wins, he is one thousand percent getting the title fight. If yeah, Chandler wins, loser. I don't know. Like if Chandler wins. I could see him still getting the title shot. Like it's hard to deny after that first round versus Dubronx. And then if he, let's say knocks out Gaethje in the first round, it's hard to deny him versus Makashev. I, I, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. If Makashev doesn't get the next title, people talking about Darius. I don't think that's competitive. I don't know who there yeah. is. To fight. I don't know who. It's, I don't it's know literally who the, the loser of the Gaethje Chandler fight in my opinion. The best guy to beat Makashev is is very clear, and it won't happen because of rankings. That's the fucking gift. He ain't taking Gregor down like that. You best believe I, he'll take him down. But then there's they'll start scrambling, and he will be in a fucking blender. Yeah, and it, I get why the UFC does it, but like, why can't Makashev and Shimiev fight like a really good wrestler? Like that's what I want to see—a great wrestler. There's uh, there's less and less of those out there, Lance. There is, but the yeah, new- that's why Russians are somehow coming in and being the best yeah. wrestlers. What about Bo Nickel versus Chimiev tomorrow? Who wins? I think Bo, Bo Nickel gets knocked the fuck out on the feet. You don't think Bo Nickel can take down come shot Chimiev? Come on, Bo Nickel one handed takes down Chimiev. Now he'll probably get submitted as soon as he takes him down, but. <laughs> I, guys like that, when they get to this level, then you're going to see see these wrestlers. Because there's a lot of wrestlers right now early on that have a, one fight coming in. A lot of these guys from Penn State, like, I'm interested to see when these guys start going. And Bo Nichols already said he wants U- – he's going UFC route. Oh, like, he's okay. not interested in Bellator. Yeah. So, Good. I mean maybe – they'll, uh, Maybe they'll offer him 20 and 20 like Gable Stevenson. Or yeah. Stevenson, Bo- sorry. And he'll go to wrestling. <laughs> I don't think Stevenson was. I don't think he was ever going to the UFC first because he still wants to wrestle. So he's still he's still wrestling. But anyway, Bo Nickel, he's coming. Uh, Jan defeated Sanhagen. Kind of played out exactly how I I thought it would play out. Sanhagen hits like a five year old child. He he, no power. It's hard to win with no power at elite elite levels. If you can't wrestle, yeah, you, you can no you power, can. You can get there. You can beat the kind of yep. outside the top five guys with, yep. and and he he also throws like weird shit that will land on lesser fighters, like from weird angles that might he, catch you. Elbows, yeah. All yeah. of his knockouts are 
knees, elbows, kicks. Like, yep. He has no he punch any with his hands. No, his his hands are are soft. are, not, are yeah. very he, soft. To, I mean, to, he, to be elite, elite at this sport, you have to have dominant power, dominant wrestling, or outrageously good submissions where you can finish someone from anywhere. You have to have one of those three to be elite. Think of every every champion, every top tier guy. They have they have one of those. Sandhagen has none of those, unfortunately. Yeah, he, he's just going to be one of those guys that always sticks around the top five because he can beat everybody out there. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still young. I just don't see him gaining that power. And and with Peter Yon there, this he's dude is fucking unbelievable. Like, he's so good at everything and has cardio. So it's not like you can put a bunch of volume on him and he's going to gas and yeah. then you can kind of take over. Dude is has power for 35 he has cardio he has Who's grappling he's he's very aljo <laughs> the georgian snooze machine maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> i'm like this guy like he's he you, has like he's you need so huge power too. that's the he only needs, thing he's he the best huge power and who has that at 35 well, he's he the best pass around fighter he doesn't have huge monster one one punch power but he does have power he has sneaky power and his body work is good and he has that accumulation power well he will against a lot of fighters he will get them out sanhagen i'll give it to him that's a tough dude like most guys would not have made that bell like he took a beating in that fight the body work started connecting a lot like sanhagen was he was getting he was getting beat down and jan he has no holes absolutely no holes in his game he's a perfect fighter he really is Besides, he's a moron. But I don't know about that. I mean, Aldo beat him for a round and a half. Aldo and, until until <laughs> what happened? No, no, Aldo, not Aljo. He looked no, so. No. I thought Jan looked so fucking good. Yeah. I he take is. him over. I take him over Volkanovski if he ever does actually move up, like you said before in the future. I, I smashes Volkanovski. Smashes him. Still don't respect Volkanovski. Volkanovski is is very very good. Smashes him. There's a reason. There's weight classes. Ten pounds. Ten pounds. Volkanovski used to be a heavyweight, remember? He played rugby, I heard. Was he in the uh, French Legion? (laughs) All right. He was was in the rugby union. Uh, There you go. Let's move on to uh, next week's card. We didn't even talk about Glover's can opener. I know. He was just doing old school fucking shit. And I don't know, people are, 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 are saying, oh yeah, he, he actually hurt Jan, uh, when he did the, the can opener. And that's why he tapped out so quick in, in, uh, the second. I, I hope so. That would be tremendous. <laughs> that's, that's fucking Jan's dumbass fault for not fucking opening up his guard. Just gonna get can opened in fucking 2021. Strong I, man. Lance, you were talking earlier about how, like, if you can't get up off your back, too bad. I yeah. I don't know who the ref was in the main event, but I love that he just let them work on the ground because Jan was making no effort at all to get up. Yeah. He was just like, I'm going to sit here with my guard closed. Gover's like, I'm just going to fucking crank on your neck. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was tremendous start to finish. I absolutely loved it. I think Glover said he wants a lot of time off, but I don't believe him. Like he said he wanted to not fight till like April or something. I just feel like he's not going to wait that long. Yeah. We're right. looking at February. Yeah. And where's the Bear Jew at by the way? Well, fucking Gustafson tucked tail and ran home, so maybe oh. he can fight on Goliath again. Glover. Tap his ass out. 
Bear Jew Glover. I mean, Ooh. that's not happening. Bear Jew mm. smashes him. <laughs> just. Oh, Lance. Just. Look, look, huh? 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 That's. Yeah. Yep. That, that's a rough one. Yeah. I don't know what we do there. I don't know what we do. Jew's getting knocked out. All right. Um, okay. Let's jump into this. Starting with a couple of people that I don't care about. If we have the flyweight division, CJ Vergara versus Ode to the Osborne. You, Sean? Uh, I have nothing here. Um, I, I didn't catch Vergara's, uh, contender series fight. Uh, I know Osborne is not good. So, should he be a minus, you know, 180 favorite? Probably, because Dana White contender series is, uh, dumpster fire this season and we'll just take anybody um but i'll probably still pick the dog and tell master red uh i kind of like uh cj vagina here um nope. he he had one of those like 40 second just gonna blow the dude up in in contender series so it's hard to tell from that but he's got some decent prolonged performances on the regional circuit and uh, an Aussie uh, Black Sabbath Osborne, um, not great, not not great at the wrestling. Uh, he's tall for a flyweight, but that's about his best skill. Uh, and uh, I think he probably gets punched up a lot this one. So uh, I, I like uh, like CJ. Yeah, not a not a whole lot here. Osborne's one of those guys that people keep thinking is going to be good, but there's just there's not a lot there. And then you got a guy who won quick on contender series, which okay. Uh, I, I this is just a fight I'm I'm gonna watch and sit there and not bet on. I'll take Osborne here. I think just the experience and he's he's okay. And okay might be enough these days for a lot of these fights. O D. He's O D. Not okay. O'Day. O'Day? 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 Osborne? All right. Um, by the way, division. Oh, God. Mm. Come Melvin on, Lance. versus Bruno Souza. Sean, are these – these are – this is real these, people? These are people. Glendale uh, Fighting that... Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that – Yes. Yes, Bagdasarian is definitely from head movement. Um, so head that movement. is obviously a bit concerning. But um, the other guy's a, a, a Machida fighter. Uh, he, he won last time Odin. LFA won the, the vacant title. Um, this is another one where that's a pretty wide that's a pretty wide line, but Bagdasarian has looked good. Uh, he looked good in his UFC fight, looked good on Contender Series, so... There is some obvious hype there. Uh, I'll, I'll pick him to win and, and likely get a finish. He's one of those guys that I know I've seen fight and just absolutely no recollection. Fred? Yeah, he's relatively fun. Um, if he was facing somebody who could grapple at all, I would definitely be betting against him. But I'm assuming that uh, Bruno Souza is uh, a striker, considering he's coming out of Machida's camp. So. Yep. I don't know. I I don't think that the Armenian is good. I know that uh, Gabe Killian will probably have a bet on him because he, is he, he alive? Not, I don't know. I don't think so. I think oh, he died in a, uh, a a greasy fried chicken uh, truck fire. 
Oh no! Remember when he was fighting with people about over Yelp reviews? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who the fuck I am. What do you mean you don't like my chicken? Uh, Talk about a man's <laughs> chicken like that. Have you seen my stand-up routine? What a, what a great community we're part of. Um, yeah, I I don't have thoughts on this fight really. Yeah, kind of the same. Um, not exactly an action-packed start to the prelim prelims. Uh, so. I, I, I got absolutely nothing on this fight, uh, honestly. These these first two fights just don't do it for me. But in the next fight, like heavyweight division, Dustin Jacoby, John Allen, I'm very good at picking Jacoby fights incorrectly. New Sean? Well, he's a minus 350 uh, favorite, so what are your thoughts, Lance? Because I'll just do whatever you think is gonna, not going to happen. Um, um. <laughs> That's a crazy big line. Like, I know the guy he's fighting is is fucking bad, and he's lost to some very bad uh, UFC fighters. Insides plus money. Or knockouts plus money. This is guy has not been plus money, but inside though. isn't? I didn't look at inside. I just saw knockout. Inside's minus 110. So 10 cents. You got 10 cents for the, uh, the sub. Yeah, the take, take the inside. Fight. Because because uh, John Allen has not been KO'd, but he's been subbed four different times. So, oh, uh, yeah. what's Jacoby's sub? What are we thinking here, boys? <laughs> <laughs> he's got one sub on his record. That's when they get Jacoby by thirteen twenty five. He <laughs> submitted Ryan Braun in March of twenty eleven with a triangle choke for his Damn. only submission of his entire career. Not bad. Probably That's the way he does it. Too. Textbook triangle. Textbook triangle. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Uh, Brad? And yeah, John Allen is very bad. Yes. And it seems like Jacoby has uh, realized that when you get taken down, you're actually allowed to get back to your feet, hmm. uh, which is... Game changer for him. Absolute game changer. He didn't realize it the first time he was in the UFC. Realizes it now. And uh, he's had a little bit of success of it because of it. So uh, I, I think that Jacoby rolls in this one. Because even short notice, uh, this Brazilian gasses even more than he does. Yeah, I think yeah, short notice is kind of worrisome. But I think, I think Jacoby can kind of do whatever he wants here. Um, I think he can pick him apart in the feet. And I do like that plus money... Uh, or minus one ten inside the distance versus the versus the knockout prop. I, I think Jacoby can get it done here. Um, I mean, look at look at who this fucking John Allen guy has lost to. It is a who's who of garbage. Um, and Jacoby, he's not the best, but he's good enough to get the finish here. So, yeah, might make a play here on Jacoby inside. Then we have a great one, heavyweight division. Our boy Johnny Valanche taking on Chris Barnett. What a fight! I don't know how this isn't on the pay per view, but you, Sean. <laughs> Just, just top-notch heavyweight fight here. Uh, yep. Supposedly, Volante is is going to be retiring after this, so you know how Bare retirement knuckle. fights. You, yeah, he, he could get a, a call from Bare Knuckle, you know, a couple months after retiring, because I'm sure he'll need some money. Where are they getting uh, money he, from? I don't understand this Bare Knuckle thing. Guys are take, they're paying guys like fifty grand to fight when like they're making like five dollars. On the car, I don't understand. I can't. It's got to be a Ponzi scheme. I would assume so. Yeah. Multi-level marketing stuff, you know. Uh, but yeah, we we know how these uh, retirement fights usually end up. But 
Chris Barnett is is not very good. Uh, is he going to push Volant and, and tire him out? I don't know. I'll just Volant pick has the, the cardio dog. edge. That's how bad this fight is. I I don't know if that's true or not. Are you going fatties, Brad? No, I'm not touching this. I'll uh, I'll pick the dog. Barnett's the dog. Let's let's I... have some huggy bear. Oh, I just realized uh, I want a shitload of money on basketball tonight. Ah, uh, that's good. Hell yeah. Um, How come I you don't have... go fatties? Yeah, I know. I'm looking at the the line. It's minus one twenty over two and a half. That's no, no, no. I got uh, I got one earlier in the week. It was like basic. It was like minus one thirty uh, for one and a half. One and a half now oh, is minus. Dimes did open it minus one fifteen <laughs> over one and a half. I had to look at what I got, but uh, yeah, I definitely grabbed some of that because nice. these dudes are gonna be. Uh, I mean, Chris Barnett. Um, he, I, I don't know what his nickname is now, uh, but it used to be Huggy Bear. It is. And is, is it still Huggy Bear? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's going to be some Huggy Bear going on in this fight because these dudes are both going to be heaving about three minutes in. And, uh, all I can say is, you know, the, the winner and in the t-shirt in the pool division, the winner is always subjective. It's not who the judges think is the winner. Uh, title shot. Immediate title shot. Makes sense. Uh, I, don't, I don't even care if Valanche retires. Johnny Valanche round three, 11 to one. That's the bet. Oh, my He's going God. out of style. I mean, he almost did it. Who, who did yep. we have him against? And then, and then he immediately lost. Like, he almost finished. Yep. It was it was that idiot. The crochet <laughs> cigarette smoker. Yeah. Yeah, crochet boss. It was, I think it was a Munich bet, and he was about to win, and they were just like, ah, that's a, like, he like grabbed him like this, and he was like, oh, God, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the worst. Like, he was like plus 250 in that fight, and we were all over it. And, like, he literally yeah. just decided at that point, no mas. He was on top, punching him, and then just tapped out. <laughs> yep. Johnny Volant. Remember when he first came up, he was, like, in shape, and, like, everyone was like, God, this guy's going to be good. Man, is he bad. <laughs> oh, He's boy. one of the best cases of – but he trains with this guy. So yeah, the Weidman be angle. Weidman's best friend. Tra- and with Sarah Long, yeah, that was – he really was. He was he was one of the OGs of that. All right, um, Ian Gary, Wealthway Division, Ian Gary versus Jordan Williams. New Sean? So Ian Gary's kind of getting some hype. Uh, I, I I don't know how much you can actually get from at this point when uh, he's he's not doing anything too special. I mean, he, he's a cha- he was a champ in Cage Warriors. He is from Ireland, and he's not training at SBG, so that kind of bumps him up uh, about two levels in my book. He's actually come over in, in training at Samford M- MMA. Um, so he's not dumb. He, he's not going to waste his talents on uh, our uh, our favorite uh, UFC coach. Um, he's, he's probably going to beat the insulin kid. Uh, him by TKO is like plus 150 at, at Bet Online. That's that's probably a decent bet because uh, he doesn't have many subs on his record, so he usually pounds guys out. So plus one fifty, not terrible when he's like minus four hundred. Brad, diabetes. Um, 
I mean, Beatus. the the insulin kid, he may not have a pancreas, but he has heart. Right? <laughs> he has grit. <laughs> <laughs> Who did we um, bet against in really big last fight? Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall. Oh, that's right. That was such an awesome win. That was one of my favorites. Gall just absolutely him. murders him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ian, Ian Gary's good. Um, this is too big of a line for him, but he should win this fight because uh, the Beatus. And you, you can't trust that guy. But, yeah, I, I'll be looking to, to fade him at some point in the near future. How did Diabetes beat the RoboCop? That's I why mean, I, it took me a few fights to trust the RoboCop. And then this, this last one was the first great. time I trusted him. And that went perfectly. Um, you know, never in doubt there. <laughs> he almost died and then he won and it was great. Domination, death, domination. That's how you do that. Yeah, things. he he did the full Peter Weller in that one. Yeah, um, Ian Gary's supposed to be great. Everything I've read about him, everything I've heard about him for years, he's supposed to be really, really, really good. Jordan Williams is terrible. That is a fact. That is just an absolute fact. I feel bad for him. What he's done, it's impressive. The diabetes is not a joke. You don't fuck with the diabetes, but. He's so bad. He's horrible. He's good at nothing. He's good at nothing. He got outstruck easily by Mickey Gall. Fucking Sugar Ray Mickey Gall just worked on his face. And I don't know. I don't know how you you don't just – this is probably the last time, so I'd feel stupid if I didn't bet against him. Right? Parley piece. What What are you doing? Minus 400? Yeah. Yeah. You take him inside? Is he going to finish the insulin kid? If, if he wins, I think he does. Um, Not 100%, I don't think. I mean, Jordan Williams is tough when he's not facing the, the big-time power of someone like Mickey Gall. I mean, you can't... The only, the only guys that haven't finished the insulin kid have been... Robocop? Two boring Russians. <laughs> Robocop? <laughs> <laughs> two boring Russians. Guys, he's lost to the only ones that he's yes. lost. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He's going to win. All right, middleweight division, Edmund Shabazian, Nazarundin Imamov. Nishan? Yeah, I think this is a big step down for Shabazian. Um, they kind of rushed him. I mean, he it, it was kind of a tough tough situation. Obviously, he killed Jack Marshman. That's nothing special. I mean, the cum shot can do that. So, Or I guess the cum shot beat the guy who, who Marshman beat <laughs> or fought. Um but it was a nice, nice finish against Brad Tavares, and then they kind of gave him the, the real deal at, at at middleweight Brunson and a little bit lesser extent Hermanson, uh, guys with that are grapplers that are gonna, for the most part, easily out grapple this guy. Um, Imamov, Imavov has a couple takedowns, but I think at this point Edmund will be able to stuff takedowns from non good fighters, which Imamov is not. Uh, and then he's going to have a huge edge on the feet. Um, I just think this is a, this is a bit of an overcorrection. I was really surprised that Shabazian was a, was an underdog. Um, I think you got to play him. He He's still very good on the feet. If he doesn't get taken down, he is, 
is still a pretty damn good middleweight. Uh, and I just don't think Imovov is, is the guy to get him down. Uh, so I got two units on Shabazian at plus 100. Brad? Even when he did get taken down in his last fight, he didn't look awful. Uh, like, he, he can grapple a bit. It's yeah. just that if he grapples too much, he's going to get tired. Um, in this fight, he is not going to have to grapple because this French-Russian, Russian fraud uh, dude, he is not good. Um, he obviously got the, the win over Heine last time out, but the fact that a half-dead Phil Hoggs uh, could win two rounds against this guy just by holding him up against the cage and doing nothing... Not a great sign. Um, so I, I think Edmund's still good. Uh, he's only lost to guys in the top five at middleweight, and he has looked very good at times in those fights. Uh, he doesn't have the same sort of stylistic stuff going on in this uh, this fight here. So I I like him to really sort of beat up Imovov. Uh, I'm not sure if he gets a finish. Uh, a finish is very possible. But, uh, yeah, I've got a bet on Edmund at plus money. What's up, Fred? Thanks for joining. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with the fellas here. I, I don't know what they were thinking with, with this Edmund thing. Like, I understood they, they give him the Brunson fight. You know, they're trying to give him that quick push. The kid's like 22, 23 years old. At that point, I thought, you know, Brunson was, what, a three-to-one dog versus him? Like, I, I understood that. After he lost the fight to Brunson – what the fuck were they thinking giving him the Hermanson fight next? This kid's 23 years old. He just got roughed up by old man Brunson. What 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 are we doing here? Like, they should have immediately gave him a step. This fight right now would have made perfect sense right after that Brunson fight. And as long – I think as long as this kid's not a little head fucked from losing a couple in a row, which he doesn't seem like the guy that, that would be. He's just got to, you know, keep his head in a swivel, if you will. Well, head movement, and I think he'll be fine here. Um, I think he can stop the takedowns. I think if he gets taken down, he can get up. And Imamov sucks. I mean, what, what, why are, why is this line this way? Like, are we really putting that much stake in Edmund losing to two really talented guys because this boring Russian knocked out Ian Heinish and lost to literally Phil Hawes? Everyone thought sucked after that fight. Like, everyone's like, okay, Phil Hawes sucks. We were wrong again. Like, okay, we're right, we're wrong, we're right, we're wrong. Like, Phil Hall is very confusing. But I don't get this line. I, I love Edmund here. I think it makes sense. I think him being an underdog is just ridiculous. So this will be the consensus bet of the week. Edmund Shabazian, was he plus 100 now, I think? Armenian yep. Canelo, baby. Mm. Armenian Canelo. Speaking of the hog, yeah. Phil Hawes, yeah. Chris Curtis. They really gave him a little bit of a gimme here, didn't they, Nushon? Well, yeah, like, uh, obviously this this was like a late notice, uh, last second fight. Um, and at that point when it was like two days notice, three days notice, I was kind of thinking about tossing, you know, 50 bucks or something on, on Curtis. Uh, just because Phil Hawes didn't have time to, to game plan for him. I don't know. It probably wouldn't have mattered, but I just think there's a little more uh, variance when it comes to those last second uh, fights. Now that there's had time to kind of train for what Curtis is going to bring, I I think it's going to be 
pretty tough for, for Chris Curtis. He's obviously going to be, uh, outsized, uh, out muscled, kind of everything. I, I think um, Phil Hawes is going to be out Hawes. Uh, for sure. I, I think Oz is going to be able to get Curtis down and rough him up on the ground. Um, also, I'm I'm not sure what uh, Curtis's chin looks like at uh, at this weight. So, a uh, bunch of concerning things for uh, for old Chris Curtis. So I'm staying away. I'll, I'll take I'll pick Oz, and uh, I think he probably gets a finish because that's the way he usually wins. Red. You're crazy. Crazy. I mean, the only bet here is the action man, Chris Curtis, only retired from MMA about 17 different times. <laughs> he's back, though. <laughs> he's, he's back for real this time. For sure back. Uh, but in the last five years, he has seven finishes after the first round. You know who Here sucks? we go. After the first round, hogs. hogs very much sucks after the first round. You know who we think even more than sucking is just really chinny is Phil Hogs. So I'm scrolling through right now. I see uh, 1800 on Curtis round two, 26 on Curtis round three. Um, I, I got a sprinkle. I have to sprinkle. You got to do it. Yeah, those are big numbers. That it's there's there's some thought to that. So I uh, I don't hate that, Brad. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I think <laughs> I think cause is just I, I don't. Curtis is only winning this fight with if if he just he lands something out of out of he's nowhere. Only winning, he's only winning this fight if Haas gases and he knocks him out. Yeah. I don't think he knocks out a gassed Hogs. We've seen that's a hard thing to do. Um, I think Hogs is better everywhere. I think he's he dictates where this fight goes. He can use his wrestling if he needs to. He's going to be way bigger and stronger. He can push them against the cage, whatever he wants here, and I think this one's going to be all Phil Hogs. All right, let's go to a really weird fight. Um, lightweight division, Al Iaquinta versus Bobby Green. Like, okay. News, Sean? I mean, it's your – Typical Bobby Green fight. Weird things are going to happen, or if it's it's a weird fight to begin with. Uh, Iaquinta hasn't fought in two years. He's definitely more of a uh, a salesman at this point than a than a fighter. But um, he can still scrap. He's still a tough dude. Uh, it, it's tough having money on Bobby Green against <laughs> okay competition Anyone. because he. He likes to fight down to his competition, and then sometimes he fights up to his competition when when he fights decent guys. I I don't know here. I I, I think he's his volume is going to be enough. He has been fighting. Um, I know most people think he he doesn't throw, which I mean I think nowadays he's he's throwing a lot more than than before. He still's going to shake his head and talk shit in the cage and stuff like that. But I still think he's going to put uh, a bit more volume on Iaquinta and Bobby Green pretty much doesn't finish anybody. So him by decision was plus a hundred. I put a unit on that. Brad. I was honestly shocked when I looked at uh, Iaquinta's record and it's only been two years since he's fought. It, it feels like this dude has been retired 
running the real estate game in Long Island for years. Killing uh, it. I, I Killing guess the, game. The, the real estate market's drying up a little bit. Uh, coming back to, to MMA for some peanuts to, to fight Bobby Green. But I th- this one's tricky for me because never, never bet Bobby Green as a favorite. Never. Just like if you value your life and your sanity, don't do that. Ayakinta um, hasn't fought in two years, but when he did fight, he only lost to like really good guys. Uh, and and maybe that's looking back and seeing like Dan Hooker's name on his resume as a loss, and Hooker wasn't as good then as he is now, so maybe that's playing into it a little bit. But I, I think this is going to be a, a very competitive fight. Uh, I'm just going to stay away from it. I don't know what the the totals are. I don't have them in front of me right now. I I imagine they're massively juiced because uh, this is going to be a close, probably split decision, and I don't really want any part of it. Yeah, it's anywhere from minus two fifty to minus three fifty for it to go to decision. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is that sounds about right. I think if 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 this was a couple years ago, I'd actually really like Al here. Um, I think he's just, he throws more. He can be more active. He's better than Bobby Green. Uh, Al's, who knows what the fuck Al's going to look like. Bobby Green, yeah. you just never know what you're going to get. He'll look good when he decides to fight, but most of the fight, he'll probably be standing there doing absolutely nothing. This is just a pass, but I'm definitely rooting for Al. Not a, uh, not a Bobby Green guy. All right. Uh, middleweight division, Alex Pajera versus Andreas Michalidis. New shot. I think this is a setup fight. Um, Pereira obviously is is a very very good kickboxer. Um, him with with four rounds clubs is pretty scary. Uh, Mikalidis got lumped up by the minimal Bukakis inside a round. Um, I don't know. Like there are is always this chance that somehow this guy gets. Pereira down and he's uh, just an absolute fish out of water. Mikalidis does have some subs on his record. Him by sub is like plus 1,800. So if you're just looking for a dart on this, maybe that's it. But unfortunately, Pereira's been training in the garage with Glover. So he is going to absolutely murder this guy and it's going to be awesome. Brad? Yeah, you talked about the only thing that matters is Pereira is... He's prepared, and I, I saw his most recent fight um, on LFA, and that wasn't the most inspiring thing uh, that I've ever seen. Like, the, the guy was trying to take him down and held him up against the cage and that sort of stuff, uh, and then he landed a punch, and I don't think if he lands a punch here, it's going to go well for uh, for old Michelinas. So... Uh, yeah, I, I've got Pereira. Uh, again, I haven't looked too deep into the uh, the props on this one. I imagine that uh, the TKO prop is probably uh, a little bit juiced, but... The round even I money. Really? Huh. I mean, that's how he's going to win. So I don't hate that. <laughs> yeah, I... I get the interest in Pereira, but it's hard to trust him and lay <laughs> any money on him, let alone lay in juice. Mikulaitis does sucks. He lost to Modest Bukaki Party. Man. That is not a good look. So he's very bad. 
we just we don't you never know with these kickboxers, right? He's he's only fought a few times in MMA. He has what one fight in the last five years in MMA. So it's not exactly this and he hasn't fought in a year. <laughs> so he's not exactly very active. But he is training in the garage, so you can't pick against him with old Glover. Uh, I'll take Pajara here, but I'm, I'm not I'm not betting on it. All right, we're we're gonna do the curtain jerker with the the best fight on the card, not even close to the best fight in the card. Uh, Justin Gate, I they're doing this because of Whitman and their space. Fucking ridiculous! The, the yeah. fact that they're moving this fight to the bottom of the card so Whitman doesn't get too tired from standing there. What's I don't I don't understand what, what's going on here. So, so Gate Whit- Chandler is the opener. Yeah. Because Whitman what? is Why? coaching Gaethje, Namiunas, and Usman, so it doesn't. They didn't want to do it three, three times in a row. Three in a row. So he's the current. I mean, dude. now he's going to get tired from walking out and then walking back, and he has to. Do I know he could have just stayed. He could just stay there. Yeah, he could just done it once. <laughs> Bring him out. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to get his steps in. Maybe that's what the whole thing's about. So best fight of the card, probably one of the best fights the UFC can make. Just overall, like this is absolutely tremendous. Not much chance of this being shitty. Uh, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. New Sean? This is going to be awesome. For however long it lasts, it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, obviously, I think uh, Chandler's path to victory is to to go out there early and, and catch Gaethje. Um, because if he doesn't, Gaethje is going to be absolutely tearing up his legs and calves and ankles and everything. Uh, and did, and did Gaethje hear- can bump too. Did you hear what Michael Chandler said in his, when they asked him how he's going to deal with the leg kicks today? What did he say? Eat them. Perfect. That's what you want to hear. <laughs> sounds that's like a exactly guy who's not vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a, a, an intelligent human being. I ain't um, putting that shit in my body. I'm going to let this man kick me in the leg. <laughs> oh, he's going to have a dead nerve in about 30 seconds into this yeah. fight, and it's going to be flopping around. Right Gaethje's mad. He's big mad. Yeah, I, I I think Gaethje comes out hot, puts it on him, and and gets him out of there. Um, there is a chance that that can't Chandler can catch him. Chandler has very big power at one fifty five, and and very early on he is he throws quick and and can put pretty much anybody out. So um, I I expect Gaethje to to kind of weather the storm, take over, and finish. Uh, Chandler in the late in the first or, or possibly the early in the second. Um, I got Gaethje inside the distance a plus 110 for a unit. I also took under one and a half plus 110 for a unit. Um, I know Gaethje has, has had some longer fights. I just don't, I think this is going to be such a fast paced fight that it's, it's not going to matter. Like either, J, either Chandler catches him. Or he's gonna get Chandler's gonna get really fucked up very quickly. YMCA. So. <laughs> I mean, hopefully he does his uh, his best uh, James Vick impression <laughs> on Saturday. Oh man, Brad. I wish uh, there was someone that I could actually cheer for in this fight uh, because both of these guys are incredibly exciting as fighters, uh, and both are absolute stooges as people. <laughs> uh, so that kind of sucks. So you, you got to cheer for violence here. Um, yep. I, I don't hate that under, uh, but I'm I'm concerned that if Chandler doesn't get Gaethje out of there early, uh, and I think 
that's quite possible uh, because Chandler is a way better athlete, way faster than Gagey. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what game plan Gagey comes out with because he went back to being kind of a very aggressive counter striker against Khabib and uh, that worked extremely well for him. But I think if he waits on Chandler, that Chandler's so much faster that that could be trouble for him as well. And also, like, what if Chandler tries to wrestle here? Because I I know that... He's going to gas real bad. He's he's going to gas gas faster than he will when he doesn't knock out Gaethje. He's going to gas, but it's only a three-round fight. So I... I... I'm not convinced that Chandler's just going to completely be on empty after three minutes in this fight. Um, and I, I actually kind of like him here. I, I can definitely see Gagey chopping him down with flag picks. Uh, like, obviously, that's a huge concern for anybody backing Chandler in this one. So I haven't actually put in a, a bet yet. But uh, I'm very much considering Chandler. I think he's the the more complete fighter uh, not the more durable fighter, but I think he has more ways to win this fight for sure. So I, I like Chandler in this one. Chandler what about on the round one, six twenty-five, Brad? There you go. Not bad. What about the Dubronk stole his soul angle? <laughs> no, he just contributed to Dubronk's soul. Mm, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And now um, he's, because he's a man of God, he's getting that energy back in spades. There you go. Yeah. Um, if I. I don't, I don't know if, if Chandler could out wrestle him easily, um, even if he wanted to. I know he doesn't use it very much, but Gaethje's defensive wrestling isn't bad. Uh, when you look at their, you know, wrestling credentials, they're about the same, uh, between Chandler and Gaethje. Gaethje just never uses his because he's a fucking psychopath. So with that being said, not that Chandler couldn't get him down, but he will have to work to get him down. Uh, and I don't know if Chandler wants that angle. Uh, Chandler's 35 years old. Um, his cardio is not getting better and he, he's not get, he needs to do something quick. If he wants to get a title shot, I think Chandler is going to come out fucking hot. I think Chandler is going to come out, bite down on his mouthpiece and throw absolute bombs and the adrenaline and everything else. Maybe they get a little wide and, and Gaethje's a, Gaethje's a good counter striker and he's, he's not fast, but he's sneaky fast on the counter. And I think if Chandler's overextending a little bit and Gaethje can clip him, um, Gaethje's got, he, he doesn't have this big one punch knockout power, but he's got the sneaky power. And I think if Chandler's overextending and can get caught in a counter, he can get hurt. And, and really Chandler has five minutes. Like he really does. He's never had good cardio and 35 year old Chandler. I don't know if he has it and, and we'll see how he comes out. He just got fucking cleaned out by a jiu-jitsu guy. Just cleaned out death. Nothing left after hurting him really bad in the first round. But I like Gaethje here, and, and the angle I'm looking is J- Justin Gaethje, who's – has he ever won a decision? He did against Tony. Tony. Or no, sorry, he, not Tony. He's, he's uh, against, no, it wasn't Tony. It was um, – No, it was uh, – No, he has, he's never – Never. Gallard. World Series of Fighting was his last decision. Melvin Gallard oh, right. is the guy he yeah. won a decision against. Yeah, that's right. That's he, 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 finished, he finished Tony in the fifth round at the very end. Right. That's what um, it was. He's plus 100 inside the distance, and I was quite surprised by that. What's what's the actual money line of that right now? So he's minus 220 by decision and plus 100 inside. Now, I think the one angle you could look at that is 
maybe a little bit scary is Gaethje's been fighting in a lot of five round fights, but he usually gets, you know, earlier finishes uh, outside of a couple here and there versus some tough guys. But I like Gaethje inside the distance here, plus 100. I, I think that's definitely uh, worth a stab here. I don't see him winning. He doesn't really win decisions. It's not, it's not his thing. And if you're getting plus 100, fuck it, take it. All right, let's move on. Jersey zone, Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. I don't know who that is. Oh, I thought um, they moved this up so it's the third fight on the card now. Um, no, that is Shane Burgos versus our boy Billy Q. Love Billy yeah, Q. Frankie Edgar, Jersey Zone. News, Sean, make a wrong prediction. I have some sad news for you, Lance. What, Frankie pieced up Munoz? Beat the shit out of him? No, that happened. Uh, I'll, I'll cry. I've cried about it that that night. But that what a beatdown! That was not that um, long ago. That beating occurred. Woo! Th- this is going to be the last time that you are going to see Frankie Edgar. So you better enjoy it. He's going to retire on top. He is. He is retiring. I don't know if it's going to be on top. Uh, is is he retiring? Not. He hasn't announced retiring. He Frank, hasn't announced it, but there's all, Frankie's never going to announce retirement. Frankie <laughs> could lose ten in a row, and his comments would be. If I get this win, I think I'm one or two away from a title shot. <laughs> I predict he will retire. Regardless if he wins or loses, he's retiring on Saturday. Bare knuckle, um, I seen a talent like Frankie. <laughs> that's right <laughs> up his alley. Um, this should be a fun fight. I mean, Frankie, even at his old age, usually brings it. Uh, it obviously is concerning coming off that brutal knockout against Sandhagen. Um, he took a decent amount of time off, um, but I do think he's retiring, and that usually is not a a good. Uh, there's not a good record of success when you're re- retiring. Uh, Vera is a decent fighter. I mean, he he looked decent against Aldo. Um, that takedown defense is get, definitely going to get tested. Um, this could be a, a fairly close fight. I don't want any part of it. I'll pick Vera to just be more active, stuff some takedowns, and and box up Frankie Edgar. This would be by far the worst guy Frankie Edgar has ever lost to. Got to play that angle, Brad. You know yeah, what else? you're right. Be? By far the best guy that Marlon Vera has ever beat. Oh, yeah. Ever. Like, yep. Oh, I don't know, man. There's there's some talk that Sean O'Malley is a uh, future title contender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, he rising up in bum fights, just uh, just killing the game out there. <laughs> um, yeah, like Marlon Vera is tough, and he has good cardio, but he doesn't have knockout power. He sometimes goes to his wrestling, but he doesn't have good wrestling. Uh, and he's really, really tough. Uh, none of that really matches up against what Frankie Edgar does well. So unless Frankie's chin is completely, completely gone, and I don't think uh the the ginger landing a massive flying knee on him is an indication of that no i kind of like frankie Edgar in this fight he's he's gonna dance he he's gonna probably eat a couple leg kicks but but he's been he's taken leg kicks from the the calf kicks from the originator 
from Benson Henderson at 155. So you think some you think some little piddly 135 Marlon Vera <laughs> calf kicks are, are going to take out that old man's knee or his, or his leg? Not going to happen. Uh, Frankie is going to shoot takedowns, and even if he doesn't get them, he's going to push them up against the cage. And uh, he's just he's going to volume box Marlon Vera's ass off for 15 minutes. And people are going to be saying that Frankie's back after this one. That Peter Yan better watch out. He better. Frankie, because that yeah. is the that's the only man that can Tough match. Tough matchup for Yan. That's the only man that can match Peter Yan's pace is Frankie. Yep. I mean, oh. Yan might win round one and two in that fight, but uh, Frankie... Three, four, five, easy, money in the bag. What if I told you Frankie Edgar was two years younger than the current UFC light heavyweight champion? Would you believe me? I'd believe you, but also Frankie Edgar fights at 135, where you have to be young to be good. And Glover fights at 205, where you can be old. Aldo? Yeah. It's a little bit old. Aldo is, is one of... Uh, a very few. So it's gonna be so awesome at UFC 300 when uh, Frankie and Aldo fight again for, for the, the UFC belt. bantamweight title. <laughs> for the, yeah. It's gonna be so what, good. No, it'll be at 125. <laughs> be at 125. All I'm saying is enjoy betting on Frankie Edgar because I always do, man. The ticket I cast in that Munoz fight, just the fucking beating <laughs> that Frankie put on that man. All jokes aside, you think Munoz won that fight or not? That was a close fight versus a top ten guy that literally just happened not that long ago. So let's take Frankie's age out of it just for a second. Way better boxer. Not close. Speed advantage, boxing advantage, way better, way better boxer. Way better wrestler. Way better wrestler. Not close, not better than the wrestling. Can never doubt Frankie's cardio. His cardio is always going to be fine. That's not what gets him in trouble. Good cardio, great cardio, better boxing, better wrestling. What's Vera doing here? going to tap him in the leg a few times? I don't know what he's going to do. Frankie's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. That's what I know Frankie's going to do. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. Plus 140. This, These are the matchups that Frankie should be – Frankie shouldn't be fighting the Munez of the world. Let's be real. He shouldn't be fighting Sanhagen. You fight guys who are ranked that aren't very good and don't have much power, and that's what this is. Frankie Edgar, Marlon Vera is perfect for Frankie. Plus 140. That's right. No surprises here. On brand, Frankie Edgar is the Munich. All right, let's move on now. We have the featherweight division. Shane Burgos, Billy Quarantino. This pay-per-view card is fucking great, by the way. I love – usually they wouldn't put this fight on the pay-per-view. They'd put, like, Al Iaquinta versus Bobby Green in this spot. So I'm glad they actually put the good fight on the pay-per-view. Sean? I mean, if we're being honest, they probably had Arena Aldana versus Holly Holm on this or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so Man, this is a little bit bad. of a step up. <laughs> There. Uh, yeah, this should be a fun fight. Uh, both these guys are, are action fighters. Both of them probably get hit too much, but they also land a shit ton. Um, Billy Q's been kind of a, a roller coaster. I was, I was pretty hyped on him, uh, after his, his fight against Spike Carlisle and, and Kyle Nelson. And then he just got humbled by Gavin Tucker, who I, I, I don't know how good Gavin Tucker is. Uh, I don't know if that was just a weird stylistic matchup. Tucker was able to, to kind of out-wrestle Quarantillo and, and kind of give it to him on the ground. 
Shane Burgos is not going to do that. Uh, Burgos is wants to keep this on the feet at all costs. Um, I think Billy Q can do pretty decent on the feet. Uh, if he can mix in some wrestling, Burgos is, is stuffed a decent amount of takedowns. Um, he hasn't fought any, uh, you know, elite wrestlers or anything like that, but the guys that he's fought that were grapplers, he's done fairly well against. Um, but I still think with, with that motor that Billy Q has that he can, can push this and, and get this to a, a fairly close fight. Um, so this is kind of just more of a, I'm playing a number, but uh, I put a unit on him, uh, Billy Q at plus 173. Red. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I've had a pretty decent read on, on Billy Q throughout his UFC run. Um, he's got endless cardio. He's willing to throw a million of anything and keep grappling and just do whatever it takes to, to win a fight. But, but he can be out-muscled. And that's where he struggled against Spike Carlisle in, in points of that fight. Uh, that's definitely where he struggled against Gavin Tucker. I don't think that's going to be a struggle with him against Shane Burgos, uh, which means that both of these guys are going to come forward. They're both going to throw a shitload of strikes. And honestly, I think that Burgos has the worst defense and the worst, well, maybe not the, the worst durability because he's taken a shitload of punishment, but the, the fact that he's taken so much punishment, even if it is against a higher level of competition than Billy Q has faced, it, it's very concerning at this point, especially the way he got finished in his last fight. Um, that's worrying to see a guy's brain shut off like seven seconds after he actually That was got weird. Punched. That was really weird. That was <laughs> super weird. <laughs> That's not good. Um, and honestly, I, I think that where Burgos is used to starting off slow and, and picking up steam as the fight goes, Billy's going to start a little bit quicker. And, and Burgos is just never going to be able to get that steam back because Billy Q's not going to get tired. So... Uh, I like Billy in this one. I think that he's probably going to end up uh, winning a decision in what is likely the fight of the night because they're going to throw 8,000 strikes in 15 minutes. Yeah, I I think this one, I think a big thing depends on if Billy can eat the shots from, from Burgos. Billy, where he gets in trouble outside of even strength is – He's very hittable. Even in fights that he dominates, like he gets punched in the face quite often. Like he really gets punched in the face a lot. Where where he should what was the last fight? He was it was it was either his last fight or the one I think it was I think it was the Mowgli fight. Like he or Mowgli fight. He was like dominating and he was still getting hit in the face like a shit ton for absolutely no reason. Like the guy just likes to get hit in the face. Burgos has clean, crisp power. Like if he lands clean on, on someone, he can put them out. And I just worry with Billy's defense, like, what if he eats one of those? And then on the other side, that Burgos situation, the Barbosa fight was just <laughs> – that wasn't good. Like, that was just not – that was like – I don't get worried about knockouts or all that. Like, that's just – you guys know me. Whatever. That one kind of freaked me out a little bit where I was like, that eh, seems – got a – or rain bleed or something going on there. Uh, like something's not good. Yeah. Um, and Billy is going to put on him. Billy is going to be outrageously active. He's going to put him on him. I'm interested to see how much Billy goes to the wrestling. I think sometimes he relies too much on his striking when he's getting just lit up and he just keeps moving forward and getting hit because 
he does have that pace and he does believe in his chin. So it'd be interesting to see if Billy does take, try to take this to the ground. If he gets him to the ground, I think Billy can just absolutely wipe him out on the ground. It just depends if he can get it there and if he tries to get it there. Um, I've been leaning doesn't go the distance on this one, um, which I think is it's round plus money. So that's something I've been leaning, but I've been kind of back and forth. I also don't hate Billy Q in this fight. Um, and I, I can see the line going up a little bit more as well on Billy. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those two. I, I'm a big Billy Q homer. I, I love that guy. I love his style. And sometimes I just bet guys I like because fuck it, I win enough. If I know, to throw. I mean, we we just bet Frankie in the last fight. So we did we did we did bet Frankie. <laughs> but I'm up like massive this year, so it's it's okay. Um, all right, we'll see. Come in, women's strawweight division. Rose Namunas, Zhang Wailua. You Sean? It's always weird when they do these immediate rematches. Especially after a fucking clean knockout in the first round. Yeah, that's a it's a super weird one. And, I mean, there has been other cases where, you know, like JDS knocked Kane the fuck out and then, of course, got dominated the next two. I don't really see that in this in this matchup. Um, I, n- I was never really sold on Zhang Wali. Um, and then I was... I was like, okay, this this Rose fight's going to be a, a decent test because Rose is a good fighter. Uh, and, and Rose just smoked her. Um, and that's a bit concerning because the fight before that with Joanna, that was a fucking war. And Zhang Li got, got beat up pretty good in that fight um, and then gets absolutely smoked by Rose. I, I'm surprised by the line. Uh, when it when it got to plus money, uh, I took a unit on Rose. Um, I still like, for the most part, Rose is is pretty damn good when it's on the feet. She struggled in the past when she's got out wrestled. I don't think Zhang Li is going to be able to get her down and, and keep her down. So this is going to stay on the feet, and and Rose is good there. So uh, I, I might add. I don't know. This is such a weird line. Uh, if it keeps going up, I'll probably add some more. But yeah, right now, just a unit on Rose. And uh, I was also like, I was hoping that maybe we'd get some luck with some some decent money on some overs after a, a quick finish in the first fight. But they knew better. It's basically uh, even money or something like that to go to the decision, which I don't really want to touch that because Zhang Wiley might get smoked again. Brad? Yeah, I I don't have strong thoughts on this fight either way. I guess I kind of favor Rose just because I've seen a lot more of her against decent competition, and when she's lost, it seemed to be uh, kind of flukier. <laughs> well, either, you know, what Sean said where she just gets dominated by uh, by wrestling, or uh, a, a little bit flukier than uh, the way that, uh, that Jiang has lost. And the other thing we have to consider is that a lot of these Chinese fighters are really bad. They're they're just really bad. And, and she's probably the best of the bunch. Uh, it doesn't mean that she's tremendous, though. So if it stays on the feet, uh, Rose is probably more dangerous throughout the fight, um, but it'll be competitive. And I actually think that Rose has an advantage in terms of submission grappling here. So... Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll take Rose. Yeah, um, I like Rose a lot here. Um, I, I really do. I, I think I, – I don't understand it. I, I think maybe it was a hype train 
that the UFC did on her on on Zhang once she won the belt and the the China thing and trying to get they want her to win so bad for they, for China getting money from China. They do, and, and when I look at this matchup, like Rose is kind of better everywhere. Like I, I don't know where Zhang has an advantage. I think Rose is she's fast in the feet. Her boxing has gotten a lot better. If she does get taken down, she has a very active guard. She has really good jujitsu off her back that we haven't seen it as much lately because she's more into being a boxer now. Um, is is Lane Prey the the option here for for Zhang? I don't, I don't know. Really like Rose here. Shocked that she was she was an underdog. Just absolutely shocked. Uh, so I will be betting Rose. Uh, really like her in this fight and to retain the belt. And then we get to watch another fucking rematch in this division with Carla. Yay! All right, what the division? Kamaru Usman, Colby Covington, New Sean. This should be an, an awesome fight. This is the, the cream of the crop at, at, at welterweight. Um, obviously, we shit on some of the things that, that Covington does, but he's an absolutely phenomenal fighter. Um, unfortunately, he's in the same division as somebody who's all-time great uh, capable Um and I mean, it's, I know, I know you, you, you still hate Usman. Usman is very good. At least he's getting better. Uh, his, his hands have definitely got better. Um, I guess that wasn't that much of a, a feat because they were pretty rudimentary, uh, early on in his career, but he didn't really need it. Um, for me, this one's kind of simple. Um, Covington's had one fight since the, the, the Usman fight and he beat a washed, uh, Woodley. I don't think we learned really anything from that fight. And Usman's had a bunch of fights. Um, now I knew most of us thought he was going to kind of smoke Masvidal, uh, which he did, and Burns as well. Um, but his striking is obviously improved. And in this fight, I think that's going to be very, very important. Kamaru had the the edge on the feet back when they first fought. And now I think that's just grown. Um, Colby's definitely going to have to switch the game up and, and at least fake takedowns or, or grind on him or something. Because if this is a straight kickboxing fight, I don't see how Covington's going to win. Um, I won a ton of money on Usman last time. I'm not putting a bunch of money on it this time because I think the line is is pretty decent. Uh, I did put uh, a unit on Usman inside the distance at plus 145. I do think he's going to beat the shit out of him uh, on the feet. And, and I mean, not everybody. I know we, we Masvidal is a very flawed fighter, but his stand-up is still pretty good, and there's very few people that can lay him out the way that he did. Well, I know was, he used to get clean. That was one of the cleanest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. It's very clean. And, I mean, that's what Masvidal wants to do. He wants to box. And I, I know so early great. in Masvidal's career he did get dropped and shit like that, but – to be put out like that, that that was very impressive. So it's almost like, I like the, the best is... welterweight in the world fought some uh, journeyman um, lightweight. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> smiled for like thirty five straight minutes after that knockout. Like I've never been That's an so Usman good. fan. And someone commented why we hate Usman or something like that. We don't hate Usman. We we weren't talking about him as a fighter or as a person. We were talking about he can't draw. He doesn't he doesn't draw. And we were talking about how he should stop calling out boxers in their sport. Yeah. He might as well just call up basketball players to play a pickup game of basketball. Um, I think everyone in this podcast will end up, Brad. Me and Wes and Sean can agree. I, Usman is probably, 
if not the best pound for pound fighter in the world, he's one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. Oh, yep. Yeah. You can probably go back to our podcast from like 2016 when he came into the we loved him off and, tough. Yep. Yeah. We, we talked about him as a future champ back then. Um, we don't hate him. He's just boring. Know, yeah, Marty exactly. fake newsman. I mean, <laughs> would you, he's, he's getting Jeez, more exciting that you yes, have to give yes. him. I mean, against Burns, that was an awesome fight. Yeah, he got clipped there and came back. He's, he's a good striker. He's very yeah. exciting when he fights lightweights. Very yeah. exciting. He should keep doing that. So what's what's going to happen on Saturday, Brad? Um, it, it's going to be a very exciting fight. I don't know how much the the strategy is going to change from their first fight because both guys had a lot of success. They threw at a ridiculous pace. I'm interested to see how much Usman's striking has actually improved when he can't just throw a jab out there and it's going to be somebody who's gassed or a shitty striker just eating it. Um, So that's going to be interesting because you know that Covington's not going to go away and he's going to answer back with a ton of strikes of his own. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone is going to wrestle in this fight or be able to wrestle should they choose to. Uh, I know that obviously there were there were no takedowns in their last fight, um, and there were none even attempted. So that could be interesting. Um, but I, I I feel like the line is too wide for how competitive this fight is going to be. Um, you know, people talk about Usman might be the the goat, or Sean said he had goat potential, or or something like that. Uh, the actual goat was retired for like two years when he had uh, been Usman's age and already accomplished more. So uh, eventually, even as much of a, a physical freak as this dude is, he's 34 years old. He's going to start to slow down at, at 170. That's the age where you start to see it. And I don't know that Covington's the dude that you want to be in there against uh, when that's happening. You know, not that Usman's taken a lot of damage in any of his recent fights, uh, but uh, as I said, Covington's not going to go away in this fight. So I think it's going to be super competitive. I don't know what the uh, the points handicap is for, for Covington, um, but that could be interesting given where the, the money line is. Uh, and yeah, I, I just think it's uh, going to be very close. I think the over is quite underpriced in this fight, especially when you look at like the two and a half and the three and a half. Um, I, I think this is probably going to go 25 minutes or close to it. Uh, so that's probably where I'm going to have my money, if anything, on this one. Covington plus five and a half is plus 145, Brad. Interesting. Yeah, I think it, it's it's easy to look at the last fight and and I bet on Colby in in that last fight and how I thought he was win how he would win is how he won the rounds that he won. I thought it would just be activity getting in his face, but I don't know if Colby has improved at all since that last fight. He's more concerned with Twitter videos from my bookie, a site that's fraudulent and doesn't no one uses that doesn't even pay out um, talking shit on all that stuff. He's been passed around gyms. He can't find a home at a gym. Um, and, and I can't say with any certainty that that Colby has improved at all for the rematch. 
I can say that Usman has improved a shit ton in the last couple of years. If you just take away just not just the one punch that knocked out from Esvidal, he is a way better striker. I thought he had the edge over Colby uh, with, with striking when they fought the first time a little bit. I thought it would be more activity. Now I think, yes, Colby might still throw more activity, but I think some of that activity, because Colby is very untechnical with his striking. He's literally just in your face throwing a lot of punches. And I think with how much better of a striker Usman has gotten, I could see him just beating the shit out of Colby, even in the early rounds. Now, Colby could take over more late if Usman's overextending on punches and stuff and Colby has his cardio, but I don't know. I, I just, I can only picture Usman boxing his face off. That, that's all I can picture. I, I don't think this thing sees a bell. Um, I don't think this thing sees championship rounds. I, I think Colby's going to overextend. He's going to get frustrated. Um, and I think Usman's going to land a shot and, and put him out. Now, I'm not betting on Usman. I don't want him to win. I find Colby Covington horrible and hilarious at the same time. And I want to listen to his interview if he knocks out Usman. (laughs) I don't think it'll happen. I think Usman is going to just absolutely demolish him. But can you imagine a Colby Covington victory interview over Usman? Can you imagine that? Tremendous. I feel like... Colby Covington is going to be spurred on by the victory of Glenn Youngkin. <laughs> and he's, he's really going to lead the charge into Plus, to 2022 for the Magus. Plus, well, zombie, zombie JFK, the Democrat, is going to be the vice president for Trump in 2024. Do you know about that? <laughs> That's the best thing about that whole theory where not only is JFK back from the dead, but he's turned into a Republican. <laughs> And he's going to be vice president, which you can't be. You can't be president and then vice president. You literally can't do that. It's not a thing. It's not legal. So he's dead. He's a Democrat. And he can't be vice president. Q's the Brainworms. Brainworms. If if you made a movie about Q and what they believe, you'd be like, come on. That's a little too far-fetched. Let's be more realistic science fiction. We make fun of Scientologists. We, We all should. Yeah, but zombie JFK is coming he's gonna he's gonna change the constitution become vice president and become a republican under donald trump everything's gonna happen the plan's coming together anyway we really appreciate it great fucking card great pay-per-view uh on saturday we're very excited hi josh thanks for the comments appreciate it uh it's gonna be awesome no one watched bellator it's a waste of time it who cares so save your pride tonight hang out with your kid these are virgins Hang out with your friends, play World of Warcraft, do whatever you got to do. Um, but thank you for listening, and we will be back next week to listen to the Kobe Covington victory speech. Have a great week.